0: Hello, welcome to the NC Real Estate Podcast. Thank you for coming and joining me today. My name is Natasha Collins and I am the founder of NC Real Estate, which includes its members club for property investors and landlords. Today, I've got my sister Sophie with me. Hi, Sophie. Hi, And she's come to join me for my end of year review. Can you even believe it that we are this far through December? That's it. We are nearly at the end of the year and it's gone so, so quickly. So what I thought I'd do today is have a look back over the last 12 months and actually go through what's happened because it's been a busy year. And before we jumped on this podcast, Sophie and I were trying to go through everything that had happened. Um, just having a look at really what it's, what has been happening. And I forget things. I forget dates. I think things like happened only about two weeks ago, rather than uh, months and months and months ago. So this is a really good opportunity to share with you what's been going on, what's been happening. And really having a roundup at this time of year is a great Idea, because it means that you can reflect on what's happened, what's been good and what has been not quite so good that you can change for next year. So I think so we will just start from the top thinking all the way back to last year. So a year ago we had Christmas at mum's house and uh, Amy and George were there, you and Paul were there and that kind of set the tone for the rest of the year. Um, it was quite a nice Christmas, wasn't it? Really low-key. Yeah, really good. Really chilled. Lots of gin. <laughs> Lots of gin. I had a lot of Prosecco. And I can't believe that was so long ago. We had drinks in the pub at lunchtime. Um, and then we had a really chilled-out afternoon. Um, and then, December the 26th, I flew to Australia and had three weeks in Australia to start the year. So we were in Australia for New Year's. And that was incredible. Christmas in, well, New Year's in the sunshine. Chris and I traveled around from Brisbane down to actually, no, we went up to the Sundays, We did the Gold Coast. We did the Sunshine Coast. We went out to Toowoomba to see our friends. We went down to Sydney and we met some people from um, the Property Investment Mastery Facebook group. And it was lovely to see you guys out there and then we went up to Melbourne which is also beautiful and every, all of that seemed to go by in a complete flash and we flew back via Hong Kong and I taught um, my, some of my Uh, level seven students in Hong Kong, so my master's level students, and I went to City U University and gave a lecture on uh, revision for the upcoming master's exam that I had at the time at the end of January, which was a huge experience. It was lovely to meet my students out there and it made all the difference because actually it gave them confidence to go out and pass the exam because more often than not, I, I think that our overseas students can feel a little bit hindered that they don't speak to us uh, all of the time and they're not on the same time zone so that puts distances in place but that was really um, an exciting opportunity and I was so pleased that all of the students that I met back in January did end up passing their exam, they passed my module and they've since gone on to graduate so that was pretty cool. Um, Then I was back uh, back in the UK for the end of January. And that was kind of the start of the year, um, which was pretty, pretty exciting start of the year. And then in February, uh, Chris was 30. So we went to Chicago, and we had his birthday celebration in Chicago for the weekend, which he booked so last minute, I think we knew with two weeks to go that we were going to go to Chicago, but he really wanted to do it because his brother and his brother's wife lived in Minneapolis. So that's not too far. It's only an hour away. Um, So what did we do? We went to a Bulls game. We went to a Blackhawks game and we went out for loads of yummy food. And I think that was all we did in Chicago. So the first like six weeks of 2018, I spent traveling around the world.
1: Yeah, you had quite a busy
0: start to the year. Quite a busy start to the year. And that's unusual because I usually like to kickstart the year in style by doing uh, as much work as I possibly can to get me onto the the next level of things. But this was really a chance to chill out after the end of 2017. I don't think... 2017 felt like a huge slog. And so 2018, the start of 2018 was... uh, the time to really push forward and I don't know have a bit more fun I think yeah and the the funny thing actually
1: at Christmas our other sister was actually pregnant and we didn't know about it
0: yeah did she tell you on FaceTime she told me on FaceTime when I was uh just off Melbourne off the Melbourne coast yeah I remember that good point every time she has FaceTimed me since I'm like Amy are you pregnant? <laughs> Just not check. <yet. laughs> yeah, you're gonna give me that news again. <laughs> so yeah, that was. And yeah, I would have had no idea because Amy is teetotal, so it would not have mattered whether she, like the fact that she wasn't drinking, we wouldn't have noticed at all. Yeah.
1: So there's absolutely no giveaway whatsoever.
0: <laughs> no giveaway whatsoever. So that was quite an exciting. Uh, first couple of weeks I don't think I always knew from that time she phoned me that she was going to have a boy
1: Mm. I think I think it was kind of
0: we all thought it was a bit of a given that she was going to have a boy so luckily she did luckily she did yeah so that was the first couple of uh, weeks of the year and that was quite quite an exciting start and then as we moved into the end of February I started um, heisting my marketing campaigns with NC Real Estate Um, and I made a real conscious effort this year that NC Real Estate was going to be my top priority. Before that, it had been um, developments and investing in property and helping um, my parents invest, or helping mum. That was a massive, massive priority before uh, this year. And also in 2017, it was also getting it Getting really up together with being a university lecturer and what that meant, and uh, reshaping the members club. And then in twenty eighteen, I thought, well, actually, I need to learn a little bit more about marketing. I can be a surveyor and I can, uh, in- I can invest in property, and I know what that looks like. But actually, how do I use these social media platforms that I've built to actually make a bit of a difference in my business? So. 2018, around about February, March time, I took on Diane, who runs all of the marketing for NC Real Estate, and she has been so helpful. So, whereas the content comes from me, I do all the copy and all the content writing. She does all of the strategy behind it. So when it goes out, what we need to be putting, what our audience likes. And that has been the most helpful thing because I have a surveying background. I do not have a marketing or social media background. Like I'm purely property and they don't teach you this stuff at school. (laughs) it's not like something that you find you you know you wake up one day and you're like oh I'm a marketing expert I had seriously no clue so that was one of the big changes that I made in business back at the start of the year. actually I had that idea from when we were traveling and one of our friends in Australia said to me well what is your marketing like what does it look like what are your stats like and I'd never even thought about that before so that was a big change that I made to business at the start of the year and I thought actually you know what I'll focus on learning about that this year and it has worked, it really has worked, I'm learning about what the stats mean, what the figures mean but also how to j- connect with my following in a way that uh, completely makes sure that I'm including everybody and I'm giving people relevant content. So that was an incredible step up back at the start of the year and um, And then we rolled into March, and I was trying to think what happened in March, but it was my 29th birthday. How old were you? 25. You were 25? Um, I was trying to think what I did. I went up to the Heron Tower and Mm -hmm. had brunch at the Heron Tower, and then um, I went to the Shard for drinks afterwards. Were you away for your 25th? No. So
1: I went to a barbecue restaurant with all of my work friends and ate lots of good food and drank tequila.
0: <laughs> that sounds like an amazing birthday. Yes, that was great. I was just trying to think why I wasn't there, because usually I'd be around. Um, I was in South Africa. Yes. I went away <laughs> again. I went away again. Like I went down to visit Lorenza, um, who does a lot of the admin work for NC Real Estate, and I went to see her in uh, South Africa for Easter, and I was there for nine days, and it was absolutely glorious. Although I think I found it quite hard because of the water shortages at the time, and um, it was it was difficult seeing that and knowing what to do, but it was definitely an educational experience, it was a completely different way of living, but Cape Town was beautiful, and then we travelled up to Stellenbosch in the wine country, and stayed in a gorgeous chateau, with a swimming pool in the garden, in the mountains, and every day we were in the wine country, and in a vineyard, that was really nice, and then I did, I did a university lecture again in Stellenbosch, that was interesting, really, really interesting. The day that I went to do this university lecture, um, I arrived at the place and it had to be online because obviously I've got students all over the world. And they said to me, our internet has gone down and we don't know when it's coming back on. The local government had turned off the internet um, and they said, "Well, you we set up and see what you can do. So I set up. And 10 minutes after setting up the internet came back on and they ran in say, you're our lucky charm. You've made the internet come back on. And of course I'd done nothing. It was just really good fortune that at that time the internet had come back on and I successfully did the lecture and everything went well, Uh, it was a good lecture. Um, And then from there we drove down the garden route to Neisner where Lorenza lives. And we stayed on Leisure Isle and it was lovely to just drive around and uh, see all the different coastline, which was gorgeous. We managed to get in a little bit of work whilst we were there as well. We were discussing future plans of NC real estate. It was a really lovely trip, but again, a very last minute decision that I was going to go down to South Africa and see Lorenzo and spend those nine days. Um, But again, I I went on my own as well. Usually I travel with Chris or I travel with someone else, but this one, I went on my own and, thoroughly enjoyed myself. I would definitely recommend South Africa. It was even better that I was travelling with someone who knew the area. So Lorenza was obviously she had knew everything that we could do in Cape Town and took me around and that was uh that was a lot of fun. So that was March. Yeah, I went away every month at the start of the year. yeah <laughs> And most of them were impromptu trips as well. Um, impromptu trips I'd not really not really decided that I was going to go until a couple of weeks before. But I guess um that's been one of the biggest benefits of moving everything to be flexible working, that I can just get up and go when I decide that I need to go. And the other thing that I've I found this year is that my money habits have really changed. Whereas before, I think I've always been, um, I've always been very worried about money, and I, I was always very much like money slips through my fingers quite easily and this year I just completely reframed that and I started having a look at where money was coming from and actually found that it was coming from some really great supplies I'd built this up my investments my business uh, lecturing I had all of these different uh, income streams coming in and all of a sudden that was making making things a lot easier for me so I really appreciated the fact that I could just jump on a plane and go and do things and that's kind of set the tone as well. It's it's made life a little a little bit easier. I mean, it wasn't completely easy because when I came back uh, from South Africa, my tenants in my flat in London had served their notice, and when I went in there to have a look at it, it was like a disaster zone, and. I must admit, I'd not realised how bad it had looked before. I'd not done it up in seven years. Seven years? Yeah, since 2011. It eleven, it'd not been properly done up. Whilst i changed appliances and things, um, the whole flat needed a complete overhaul. And I was thinking to myself, my gosh, I've just spent money going down to South Africa. I've come back and now I have to spend £8,000 completely overhauling this flat. And that set me back a little bit. I was quite shocked yeah. about that. Um, because I wasn't expecting it, um, and so that was quite a difficult that was probably a difficult moment in my year, uh, trying to find the money the eight thousand pounds there and then to do it, but I did um, again because I put good money habits in place, and I knew that I was getting the money in, so it wasn't so much of a worry. it was just like, you know when you come back and you look at it and you think, oh, my gosh, you know <laughs> I thought we I thought everything was going fine this year, and the tenants had only been in there for six months, but they'd just decided that they wanted to go traveling. Sorry. Yeah,
1: actually, I, enough, I remember this happening because you were quite stressed.
0: <laughs> really stressed about it, because uh, it caught me off guard. Usually I've got quite good relationships with my tenants, where they tell me what's going on, but these two uh, guys that were in there, um, they just decided that actually they wanted to see the UK, and they were so sweet about it, um, but I just... I, I guess I knew that it was coming round, that I needed to do it, but I I thought in my mind, and mentally, I had thought that I, I was going to be doing it around this time, so January time. Um, but it, it gave you the opportunity to just do it, which was quite good. To just get it done. So, yeah, I, I didn't – I kind of had to do it without thinking, really. I just had to find the money and get on with it, which happened. It was okay, I think um, – I used, actually, I used an interest-free credit card. And then with the increase in rent, I ended up paying that credit card off uh, really easily. So yeah. the so the difference in rent that I made, so my profit rent paid off the credit card. Um, and actually it all worked out, but because it was just that initial shock, um, and I'd been so kind of like, oh, I'm in such a comfortable money position. Things are going really, really well. Um, that for that to happen and then me to have to find that really big lump sum of money was just like a shock and I thought to myself how am I going to manage this I've not really had the resources to do this before and it happened and it was stressful but I figured it out and I think um I used a virgin money interest-free credit card and I also got myself some air miles which I could use later on in the year when we upgraded when we uh, flew over here to New York, but that's kind of, that's a bit of a later story. (laughs) So that was was April. That was what I was stressing about in April. That seemed like quite a hefty thing to do, but it was not, it wasn't, it didn't, it turned out not to be the end of the world, but at the time it kind of felt like um, I had to move mountains to get there. Um, And I guess... quite funny because I was in Croatia at the time. Yeah, so you were in Croatia.
1: Yeah, I remember you texting about it and I was like, oh, it's uh, nice and sunny over here. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm chilled, you are not, ha <laughs> But also around that time, so April April was, was doing that um, renovation at Harrow Road and it was, you know turned out in the end in hindsight I'm looking at it now in December but in hindsight it turned out absolutely fine at the time it was a mess and I was worrying about how I was going to prop myself up for the end of the year but it was okay and then so then May rolls around yeah and you I'm, were down in the west country I was down in the west country for a lot of May Um our grandma turned 90 <laughs> Big old party. We had a massive party for her 90th. And whilst she remembers it very differently to how I do, we saw so many of our family. Which is always quite nice, because it's very hard to get us all in the same place. Yeah, how many people ended up going? Uh, Probably 40 to 50. Yeah, it was was really nice. So we had a party for her grandma's 90th around... um, Around... Well, uh, about
1: the middle of May, it? around
0: the middle of May, and it was in her church hall, so somewhere that she knew really well. And I remember just before the party began, I took her to the pub opposite and was playing skittles with her.
1: Yes. <laughs> yeah. She told you that she hadn't been in there for absolutely
0: years. Yeah. She told me that she'd not been to a pub for years, Um and she wanted to go. So I took her. Um, and ended up setting up the skittle alley for her so she could throw a couple of balls down which was hilarious but she's always been really good at skittles so she did get quite a few over and I allowed her to have as many balls as she wanted until she'd got all of the skittles down so that was quite fun I've got some good pictures of that and then we had loads of tea and cake yeah lots of cake (laughs) lots of cake <laughs> yeah so that was that was really good I mean she remembers it completely differently if she told you the story now she was sat under the table with a little girl and a and a bus yeah, yeah that is the story that is the story I think we've we've all heard it um but it's nice that she remembers it fondly, and she always gets out the photo albums to show me uh who was there and she said she always says to me Natasha were you there and uh, say to her, "Yes, I was." And she gets out the photo photo album. She looks through, and she's like, "Oh yeah, I remember you being <laughs> there." That...
1: Yeah. She 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 goes, "Oh okay." And so so were your boyfriends there? Yeah. Everyone yeah. was there.
0: <laughs> Everybody was there. I think that's the joy of being old. I think you you get to you get to remember things exactly how you want to, and that's completely but fine.
1: It's quite a good excuse for us to take lots and lots of photos to remind her.
0: Yes. Exactly, exactly. So it was nice. And also, it was really hot in May. Yes, it was. I remember it being so hot. That was so nice. And I spent a lot of time in the Cotswolds at Mum's house as well. Yeah, you did. I remember you being, because you were around probably the most you've been in
1: the South for a long time. (laughs)
0: Yeah, I just remember just really enjoying um, going backwards and forwards and spending time just walking summer around the Cotswolds by mum's house she lives in a small small village just outside of Tetbury and there are so many walking routes and we just spent loads of time walking around there it's a beautiful start to the summer um actually do you know why it was so why because our other grandma was not very well
1: yes that's that's why I was
0: around a lot um so whilst grandma Betty who was my dad's our dad's mum was celebrating her 90th. Unfortunately, our other grandma, Grandma Pam, had taken a real decline, spiral of decline. She'd had um, Hodgkin's lymphoma for years. And um, at the start of the year, she seemed to be okay. She'd started chemotherapy to try and have it reduced. And then she had radiotherapy, right?
1: Yeah, it was the radiotherapy that kind of didn't didn't do great it does tend to uh make you very tired and does change your personality
0: yeah so so the chemotherapy was was okay it kind of kept the lumps off uh growing for a while wasn't it and then um and I remember sitting with her quite happily uh going through chemotherapy and having some good conversations and she was laughing and joking and around that time that was at the start of the year uh she was okay and then after the radiotherapy things just started to go into decline didn't they and I spent quite you know I came over every other weekend to see her you spent a lot more time with her than I did
1: yeah I mean I lived the closest to her so I could quite easily. I used to go after work sometimes and just kind of sit and laugh at the tv
0: (laughs) yeah and that was I mean it got it was sad wasn't it because a slowly but surely a real vibrant lady who we all looked up to who who completely took the the world by storm she would be so determined she would go out there and she would just she would just like tell life what to do she wasn't scared of anything and she would always say to me Natasha you get to do what you want to do you just do things in your own way and she would do things in her own way and she was always so full of life and so vibrant and to to see her going to decline like that was really really sad yeah, and, you know, we kind of, we had a very mixed June, didn't we? <laughs> I had a very mixed June. And so Grandma Pam, unfortunately, then passed away in June. And that was, that was incredibly, like, we knew it was coming. I mean, I saw her a couple of weeks before she died, and she was definitely ready. Um, and to a certain extent, I just didn't want her to be in pain. I didn't like the suffering. Um, and she was, you know... And we remember her for all of the funny things that happened throughout her life. So it's always, you know, nice memories that I've got of grandma and so grateful that she's been around and she supported us, you know, through thick and thin through everything. Um, And she died on the 13th of June. Is that right? 13th of June. And then as a surprise, two days later, Amy, our sister, gave birth. Yes, at 30 weeks. At 30 weeks. Which was so unexpected. So we'd, we would, like, just started kind of that mourning process for Amy to go into labour, um, and all of a sudden we have a new family member in the world, Archie. And he is the cutest thing ever. <laughs> the cutest baby. So he was born at four, uh, 30 weeks. Yeah. Um. And again, like, I think mum was in complete and utter shock, wasn't she? Like, but I think... It, it took her mind off of,
1: off of grandma, which kind of, in a way, was quite a, a big help in itself.
0: Yes. So, yeah, so Archie came along. Um, I still don't... Amy had an infection, which is why she went into labour early. Um, and she was so calm about it. Amy was completely calm about having her you baby. You were stressed Ella. about it. We were stressing. Amy was calm. I saw... I, <laughs> I mean, I was in a different country. Yeah, so you always. were you were traveling. So I so um, I went to see Archie the day after he was born. So when he was an absolute tiny baby at thirty weeks, I took mum. We went and saw him, and oh my gosh, he's so, so cute. He was like wriggling around. I was just, well, just wasn't what I was expecting, but Niku at uh, the RUH in Bath completely looked after him. Um, and Amy and George just were so smitten and they, they did so well from the beginning. They've just been doing incredibly well, uh, even though they had to go through that stressful, stressful, stressful time. And, um, for the first five weeks he was in hospital and then they took him home, right? Is that right?
1: Uh I think it was a little bit longer than that in the end. But he was so he was so determined that he was uh, you know, he was perfectly healthy, he was kicking all over the place. He <laughs> didn't really want to be in NICU.
0: <laughs> yeah. So I mean, whilst uh Amy and George were in and out of hospital every day, there was luckily no complications with him being born uh, at that at 30 weeks. So uh, everything kind of went smoothly with that. I, I mean, I saw him a couple of times while he was in hospital and uh, always popped in and it was lovely to see him. And then once he went home, we spent a lot of time with him as well, didn't we? You spend more time with him now, but I, saw, I definitely saw him a lot.
1: Yeah, because also you were
0: getting ready to leave the country. <laughs> yeah, but I, didn't, I don't think I found out definitely about that until the start of July.
1: Yeah, and actually, the other thing that happened to you in June, you had your Women in Property article.
0: Oh, yes! The top five surveyors in the world who are changing the world right now. Good yep. thought. So in July, that was June, wasn't it? It July, June, yes. six, uh, six months into the year, um, and I got voted to be one of the top five surveyors in the world changing the world right now, and I had to... Sp- Full page spread with a like a professional photograph and everything. That was that was lovely. That was such an honour to be invited to do that and for the RACS to think of me in that way. And that was for all of the work that I was doing on mental health in the industry and how I was changing things um, and brought my surveying firm online. So that was a real uh, that was a real privilege. And same time I also won a teaching excellence award in innovation for the university and like, then we decided to book a holiday and then we decided to book another holiday because I'd not been on enough holidays that year um, and so I'd want so those awards were fantastic and I, I was so proud of just being able just being nominated and being recognized for all the hard work that I've put into the industry and then um yeah we decided to go on holiday mum needed a break really by that time didn't she
1: yeah, and she, you needed some time to just chill, chill out a bit as well.
0: Yes, things had been... So things had been really busy, and I think I've kind of, in this, so far, glazed over the fact that um, because I was doing so much with NC Real Estate, I was learning about the marketing. I'd really almost thrown myself into the school of business learning about how to run a business properly because by this time business had been going for 18 months and it was starting to turn a profit and I really needed to hunker down and just get used to everything that was going on and run it with a view of how am I going to build it rather than just like start uh, being a startup? How is this going to look in five or 10 years time? And so I've been working incredibly hard uh, at how to shape NC Real Estate and, and how to make it grow and putting in place those systems where it can support itself, but also looking at taking other people on so that they could support me as well. So yes, I'd had a really busy year but as well as that there was loads of family stuff going on and I'd been traveling around quite a lot so it was inc- so it was overwhelming time but I don't remember it necessarily that being stressful I just remember me having a lot to do I, I was enjoying it I was enjoying building and uh, but then obviously with grandma dying then we had Archie arrive mum was feeling a bit all over the place um Amy didn't want to go on holiday holiday understandably but she was happy for us to go away so we booked to go to Crete yes we went to Crete for a week we chilled out on the beach we ate a lot of food (laughs) yeah and it was that week really that I learned we were going to America yeah (laughs) <laughs> that was that when was I true. that was when I found out really well and truly that Chris had been offered the job with Facebook and we were moving to America. And it had been in the pipeline for months and months and months and months, but I have to admit that I'd pretty much ignored it because I was thinking to myself, um, you know what, there's nothing definite on the table. I have no idea what's going on. So quite frankly, I am just, you know, I'm just going to persevere with my business. You know, I, everything I do is in the UK, um, so I'm staying here. I am just, you know, my my head was so UK focused. I had no time for moving abroad whatsoever. I thought that if I'd moved abroad, I was everything else was going to fail. So I just didn't want to do it. There was nothing in my mind. I gave Chris such nightmares about it because I was like Chris don't come to me with this I can't my business has just taken off everything that I'm doing over here is just taking off what what am I going to do from America and I think in that week of being abroad I started to realize that actually I could run my business from anywhere I could do everything from anywhere and that's that was a hard thing to have to stomach but you know That that week (laughs) made made you who you are now. To be honest, so yeah, it made me. It made me think. Okay, well, you know, looking back over my year, I've run my business from Australia. I was still keeping it going in Hong Kong. I've run it from America because I've been to America plenty of times over the last couple of years. I ran it from South Africa when I was in South Africa and no one ever knows any different. I run everything on UK time and even being in Greece, whilst I took some days off, the first couple of days I still had to work because I had projects going on and I could run it fine from Greece. It wasn't like anything else was happening. And so I thought, I thought, okay, well, do you know what? There are so many experiences of me being able to run everything from anywhere in the world nothing is changing if we move to America. Because I can still run all of this. Everything is now online. The only people that I needed to talk to were the university and get them on board with it. But I'd done lectures online. I'd shown them that I'd, I'd done lectures back in Hong Kong. I'd done lectures in Stellenbosch in South Africa. I'd, I was doing lectures from around the world and nothing was changing. So essentially, I was going to be moving abroad and still being able to keep up with everything that I've got going on. And so I kind of made the decision when I got back to the UK, I was gonna have to have that conversation with the university and it was tough. Like, but the decision that I had to make was either I go and try something new with uh, Chris and he would obviously be taking summer. Well, not obviously actually, but he, he wanted to take summer and he wanted me to come along and experience it too. So either I went with Chris or I kind of ended things and stayed in the UK. And that didn't seem like the best solution. I don't think. (laughs) So I had that conversation with the university and luckily they agreed to trial it and see how it works. And actually it's been working really, really well. but it was that was terrifying having that conversation because i didn't want them to ever think i was giving up on them i wasn't i enjoy lecturing i really enjoy lecturing um but i just didn't couldn't be present to teach uh in reading but i could do it from elsewhere in the world and they very luckily they agreed i just remember you, you didn't want to have the conversation with them no i did not want to have the conversation with them it's terrifying cuz i hate hate letting people down
1: but luckily they agreed to it and then you had a, a
0: very exciting time in in July didn't you Tash <laughs> so we went away the first week in July then I had to come back and start organizing my life so that we could move to America um and actually before that exciting point, something else happened. So Sean and I, who we run our development company, NC and NCC Investments Limited, got offered another opportunity to start working for our clients. So we built the development business back up. It had kind of been on pause for a couple of months because neither of us had had the time, but we built that back up and we started working for our clients. And actually we, w- we were then earning quite a good amount of money from doing this project. So we couldn't believe it. Um, and again, that was another thing that I was like, Sean, but I think we're going to be moving. Can I continue this? And he said to me, Natasha, you've always been strategy. You've always done the bank accounts. You've always looked after everything that we need to do. But online, you know, you do all the paperwork. He said, so nothing's gonna change. Sean always goes down on site. He monitors everything. He's the eyes and ears on the ground. And I am the strategy. I am the money side of things. I am client relations. And he was like, that's not gonna change, is it? You could do that from anywhere. He said, you know, half the time, we're not in the same vicinity of of one another, but our business still works. And that was a real boost for me. The fact that he thought that our development company could still work wherever I was in the world, that was massive. And that was also something that gave me the strength to go and ask the university about changing. Um, Yes, and then that all happened. So that was in place. And then Chris proposed, out of the blue. I was not expecting it. It Well, I
1: wasn't expecting it because you sent us a picture of the ring without any any words. And we were
0: like, are you engaged? (laughs) (laughs) So the context of this story is, is that, see, so many different things have happened over the last 12 months. I just forget all the different, you know, the context of how things have happened. (laughs) so we'd had to come to New York for a weekend because Facebook wanted to see Chris and they wanted us to have a look at potential flats that we could live in we flew to New York literally for three nights we were only here for three nights um, because uh I had work that I needed to do in the UK and quite frankly we were booking these flights with a couple of days notice story of the year last year we were just going away really last minute got to New York and I was incredibly unwell for the whole weekend. The whole weekend. I'm I'm never unwell. And I'm like projectile vomiting in the to- in restaurant bathrooms because I can't keep food down. I was a mess for a whole weekend. And apparently Chris had decided that he was going to propose to me in New York, but obviously couldn't because I was really unwell. And we got back on the flight home in after this whirlwind and um I was so tired I just fell asleep and just slept all the way back to uh all the way back to London um and just didn't think anything of it really I didn't think he was going to propose with he'd always said to me he was going to wait a little while and then we'd never really had that conversation about it going forward I just dropped it I'm not the sort of uh I'm I'm not one of those girls who's always dreamed of getting married it's not been in my horizon so to speak so this I wasn't really even thinking about it and then one Tuesday afternoon after I got off the train from Reading he decided to take me to the park with some sushi and just propose there and then <laughs> like... which to be honest was the, the perfect
1: kind of proposal for you you love sushi you like going for a walk with Summer
0: yeah so, you know, all your favorite things in one place all my favorite things in one place and it was just as simple as that easy you know like um, and it was kind. Of, it was really nice, it made me feel like there was commitment going into New York that I wasn't just, you know, kind of coming along, tagging along, he wanted me to be part of his family. And of course, I, I've always thought of him as my family, him and Summer are my little fam, um, and that was a really what, nice way of cementing that, and that kind of rounded off July pretty nicely.
1: And then I don't really know what happened in August. August is a bit of a lost month. <laughs> we had our engagement party. Oh,
0: wow. <laughs> oh I travelled up and down in one day, didn't I? Yeah, so we had an engagement party at the end of August. Um which was nice. It was also it was an engagement party slash leaving party, um, so that we could see all of our friends and um make sure we saw everybody before we moved out. Now, I've been back to the UK since moving out here. It's not as if I wasn't coming backwards and forwards, but it's nice to get everybody together. It was really nice to celebrate our engagement. That was lovely. Um, We just had it in the pub opposite our house in Putney. It was a really nice sunny afternoon. We had part of the garden. We had part of the pub and we had food and drink and everybody came, uh, friends and family. And that was lovely. And that was two weeks before we got on the plane to move to America. And around that time, we were having discussions of uh, what we were going to do with our flat in London, because that's Chris and I's joint flat and we thought we were going to rent it out but actually when we looked at the figures of renting it out it just did not stack up there was no point in doing it for a hundred pounds a month or something ridiculous Chris is adamant that he uh, doesn't want the hassle of doing it and especially because his name is on the deeds he just didn't he just didn't want that hassle so we made we thought actually we'll, we'll sell the flat and we will um we will spend it on yeah, other, other investments. We'll invest more wisely with the money. Um, and so we we thought, okay, we'll get it ready to sell. And then the month or the couple of weeks until we had to move flew by. Like everything just went so quickly. And yeah, because
1: you came down to Bath because you were sorting out the flat that's in Bath as well. And we had Archie's Welcome to the World Party and lots of things going on so you were kind of here there and everywhere.
0: Yeah, so I was working. Yeah, you're right. I was sorting out bath. I was sorting out my stuff at mum's house as well. Um I went to mum's house because you and I have got bedrooms at mum's house, haven't we? Yeah. Um and I just wanted to get rid of all of my old stuff from there because there's no point in still carrying it if I'm not going to if I'm not going to use it. So I spent a lot of time sorting that out as well. So the mum's got a spare bedroom and um I also, yeah, travelling around, and I had people come to stay. Rachel came and stayed with me. I then went back to uh, Bath a lot. You're right. Saw Grandma Betty. I saw Dad. I spent loads of different loads of time with friends and family, and the time just ran out before we knew it. We were getting on the plane to America. And I've talked at length on this podcast before about moving to America. So I'm not going to go back over that. But that then, that was in September. Um, And then once I'd moved to America, it was about uh, figuring out how my work life worked again. And so between Diane and I, we were working on the marketing strategy for NC Real Estate. And around that time, I took on uh, Carrie, who does all the public relations for NC Real Estate, which works so well. She's such a lovely lady. Um, And... She's. She was the person who's just been orchestrating all of the different um, press that I get and how NC Real Estate looks in the world. And she she continues to make sure that we are always relevant and people are talking about us. And that was again a massive boost for my company. Something that I'd not really thought about. But the minute I'd um, been introduced to her by one of my mentors, I was like, yes, I definitely need Carrie. I like her energy. I like how much she supports me. And I love how she does business. She has a very similar work ethic to that I do. Um, she kind of she she works on her own time. She's very flexible. She, she very much believes that when she's ready to work, she'll work. And when she's feeling tired, she's gonna take that little bit of time off. And I really, really appreciated that from her. Um, so I took her on and once we'd moved here, I spent the first couple of months really building my marketing, building my PR, the members club was closed, and it wasn't until November when I did a launch. and. Um, doubled the size of the members club which was amazing so actually since moving to America I've had far more time to work on business and to work on the things that I want to do my own projects and I felt incredibly calm about that and like I'm very much in control and things are growing so it's been such a good change yeah it's been a uh, I I think you'll be pleased to have a quiet year next year <laughs> it's not going to be quiet I don't think so Well, it never is, is it? It's never quiet. Never quiet. I'm going to have Christmas here. I'm taking a week off over Christmas. I'm not doing anything from the 22nd of December to the 2nd of January. It's a good idea. It's a good idea. I'm spending it just resting and relaxing. Yep, I'll be in Sweden. You're going to Sweden? When are you going? Uh,
1: So Thursday to the 20th week today. Are you excited? very excited i'm hoping for some snow because last time we were there for christmas it didn't snow
0: oh rubbish it's been staying here today well it's all right for some (laughs) (laughs) so i think that's my 2018 roundup it's been busy and it's so much more when i thought about it and when i've written it down um i thought my gosh so much has happened and what have i learned well I've learned that sometimes it's very important to just let whatever is happening happen. So when I needed to focus on family, I focused on her family. When the opportunity has arisen to travel, I've just gone with it rather than being so strict in my ways and having to really force stuff. And that's mean that more opportunities have opened themselves up and I've been able to to do more you know, I've achieved so much this year. and I feel really accomplished going into the new year. Like I've had some really great wins. And of course, there's been loads that have come with it. Uh, It's not all been plain sailing. And there's been some, you know, sad times of grandma dying and tough times when I felt like I was out completely out of control of my money situation again when I did the redevelopment. But then, that comes back around with the things that actually I've been building for years that suddenly gone into play, like being recognized by the ROCS winning my teaching award. Um, Our development company really picking up NC real estate, just completely taking off and having a new persona. Almost. It feels like I'm ending this year on a high and I'm excited to see what happens in 2019. I think that's the thing you've,
1: you always just go with it. But it always impresses me how, how well you adapt to every situation.
0: <laughs> yeah, and I hate it, but in the run-up. I'm, I'm one of these people who will deal with change and ha- like go with it, but it doesn't mean that I enjoy it in the slightest. Oh, no, you get very stressed out. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, I, I think I make it harder for myself in the run-up than, I ever do, than it ever needs to be. But and it does I,
1: always make me laugh because you're the complete
0: opposite of Amy. Yeah. <laughs> She's so choked out about everything and I'm kind of the exact mix of both of you. Yeah. So I I get very easily stressed out about things. I, I'm very much the sort of person who, um, not that I let it show in a in an awful way, but I, I'm one of these people who just is a doer. I have to do things until it's done and I have to kind of control it, but in my own way, it's not as if, Anybody else could really do anything about it for me. I have to do it my own way. And sometimes that can be too much and quite. I can overwhelm myself with it. Um, but it means that I get stuff done and get things get done at such a quick pace that I can keep going, keep going, keep going, keep going, keep going. And I just go with the change, even though I really dislike it. Whereas Amy is so calm, cool and collected, but she doesn't particularly like change, does she? No, that's true. It's true. Okay, it's hard. Um, she, she has her own way of doing things, but also she's very secure in this lifestyle that she's built. And that's completely fine because that's her choice. So that's where we're very much the opposite. I don't ever see myself kind of grounded in one place, although I like to have my home and where I live. I don't ever need to just be, uh, I, I expect my life to change. I expect it to change in big ways because that's what I'm always working on. So how do you see yourself, Soph? Um, I'm definitely, I get stressed
1: about some stuff, but I'm super chilled out about stuff I probably should be stressed about. I mean, I sat my Association of Project Management exam earlier this year. Yeah. And then revising the day before I went and got my eyebrows done instead. <laughs> because I just decided that I didn't want to stress myself out. So I just didn't.
0: <laughs> yeah. And you did I went right. fine.
1: I did pass. I found out last week. Maybe a lot of, yeah that I passed it so it's all
0: That's good amazing yeah so your your stressful situation is completely different we I think the three of us operate on di- completely different levels we're not similar in that respect at all are we? no no which is
1: probably quite quite helpful <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah and I also don't think that we deal with things in the way that our parents deal with things either oh no com- completely completely different um, and whilst you would, you can tell that we're all related when we're next to each other, we all speak very similar, um, and we all get on very well, Every all five of us have completely different ideas on how to live our lives.
1: I guess that's probably why we're so close.
0: Yeah, we're incredibly close. We have um, a family WhatsApp, we talk the whole time, we know what's going on, we know when people are having bad times, we know when people are having good times, and that's... Um, that's a a good thing that's why yeah that's why we stay so close and we're always talking so so let's finish off this podcast by what are you excited for for 2019
1: oh I'm hopefully going to be buying a house next year yeah super exciting Um, so it's kind of all the the lead up to that yeah I'll be hitting some more project management exams so that I can become chartered so I've got lots going on.
0: Lots going on. Yes, 2019, I think, is going to be, uh, I don't even think a year of change. I'm not using that word anymore. It's just going to come with new, new projects. I'm hoping to start investing again early in 2019. I've found out over the last couple of days that we've got interested people in buying our flat and not just one interested party now we've got three interested parties in buying our flat so I'm looking to see where that goes and I hope one of them comes through with a good enough offer and we will sell Um, and then we'll use the proceeds to invest and I'll see how that goes and I'll let everybody know what goes on with that because um, Chris and I have very different ideas on investment strategies um, so I don't think we'll be going in the same direction, but I'm definitely hoping to um, invest next year. Um, and also continue growing the Members Club. We've got some very exciting sh- changes coming up with new experts coming on board and new packages of information and some really great collaborations. So that's pretty exciting for me and that's what I'm gonna be working on for definitely the first couple of months of the year. Um, what else have I got to do? I've got to finish my teaching degree, Um, (laughs) which I didn't even talk about. I I had to start my um, teaching degree at the start of this year or my lecturing qualification um, because I was required to do that within two years of becoming a lecturer for UCM. I'm almost finished with that. So I'm hoping by uh, next summer, I'll be able to graduate as I guess a qualified lecturer. I don't really think about it as much because it's something that I very much do on the side. It's kind of my last priority, really. Um, I do, I'm a lecturer in my day job, so it's, you know, you don't need to be putting in as much as if you were doing a master's or an undergraduate degree or um, any other qualification. It's just about showing that you can do it. So as long as I show up and I teach, I should get that qualification which um just needs to be finished off because then it's one tick out the way um and I'm I think I'm I'm looking forward to just seeing what other opportunities arise I've got my eyes open for it I think there's a lot that can happen um and there's definitely been some collaborations that have been started now which um I'm not going to jinx by talking about this early on, but definitely January I'll see some exciting changes as well. So there's a lot to look forward to. I'm definitely coming into the end of the year feeling really optimistic, whereas at the end of last year I was feeling really tired and sluggish around this time. And we've also got a very big day to uh, look forward to. Oh, yeah, I'm getting married next year. <laughs> Good job. <laughs> i need to organize that that's but that's again it's something that um it's all booked for july next year um and i just need to do the finishing touches but oh yeah thanks thanks for reminding me so it's all right (laughs) i'm excited to get a nice new dress yeah me too probably that's fine i've started work on the centerpieces we're all good Fantastic. So there we go. That's another thing to look forward to next year, the uh, Collins Cairns wedding, which is again something incredibly exciting. So this is it. This has been 2018. I've given you an overview of my year of what's actually been happening. And you will see that all the podcasts. So if you go back through the podcast for the last 12 months, you'll be able to go through everything that I've had going on and uh, really some super exciting times and it's, it's been a lot of fun. There's been some real great highs. I've experienced some awesome opportunities and there has been some lows and uh, it's been okay. We got through it. It's nearly over. <laughs> well, I am fine. I'm happy at the moment. I'm chilled. I feel centered. I feel um, excited for what's to come. Um, I would say this is probably
1: the most chilled you've been for probably about five years. For a long time, right? It's quite nice. It's quite
0: nice. It's lovely. I'm very grateful for where I am at the moment. So, I'm going to leave it here. Um, I am not doing podcasts on Christmas Day or New Year's Day, so... I am going to come back to you with a full-blown podcast in the second week of January. So I will catch up with you all then. Um, Thank you, Soph, for coming and joining me today. That's all right. (laughs) come back and join me on this podcast soon if you've enjoyed this podcast then click like and also remember to subscribe on whatever podcast program you listen to and if this has moved you to write a comment about what's happened with your year what's been going on in your 2018 please put the comments below I love to hear from you or you can email me natasha at ncrealestate.co.uk right that's it Have a lovely rest of December and I will catch up with you in the new year.